This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to Connect with Community Waikato on Free FM 89.0. I'm Holly Snape from Community Waikato and Roz Rice joins me on the phone today. Thank you for being here, Roz. Oh, my pleasure. Kia ora, Holly. We've touched on the tick for governance before, mm, um, mm. but it is super exciting because it is now officially launched. Um, yeah. It is a learning opportunity for um, anyone with an interest in governance. So I was really keen to have a conversation with you today about where it's all at, what it looks like, how people get into it if they're keen. Is that all good, Roz? Sounds like a plan. Fabulous. Hey, um, just a bit of background first of all. Tick for Governance, it's been um, brewing in your mind for quite some time, hasn't it? <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, I started thinking about what we need to do for membership groups specifically um, way back in 2019. Mm. Um, now, of course, Tick for Governance is for anyone, not just our membership groups, anyone who wants to do it can do it. But um, it took us all of 2020 to actually set it up, you know, get the content and all the stuff that's in it. I mean, I could list it, but it would be boring and take time. (laughs) But it took us a year and a lot of money, I have to say. Yes, yes. I mean, our whole platform's been designed for this. So, yeah, I mean, it it makes a lot of sense that it's taken a lot of time. But also getting the content right is obviously, you know, vital, vital. And we're still working on content and always will. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that mm. makes sense because you don't want it to get stale, eh? No, and then when there's changes in legislation and things like that, we have to go back in and alter the advice. So, um, And then we let everyone who's doing it know that you know, they might want to go back to that section. It's a really good idea. Mm. Um, you know, well, what's the need for this? You know, I mean, you, you've done it. Why did I, I think of it? Yeah, first? that's right. Why did you even <laughs> think about doing this? Well, as you know, but I don't know if your listeners know, Community Networks Aotearoa, one of our key things we do is we support our memberships when um, they ask for it. We don't step in, but if people have problems and they want someone who understands who they are and what they are, who can come in from the outside and help them solve those problems, they can give us a ring. So back in 2019, I'd had a year where I'd spent a lot of time helping groups out. I'd get a call, and usually what I'd do is I'd jump on a plane and travel. Mm. Um, so I spent um, a lot of time traveling around the country to different organizations and a lot of, t- a lot of money on airfares mm. and rental cars, yes. um, going to different organizations, sitting down with them and saying, what can we do to help, and, and working through their issues with them. Um, In fact, I spent so much time that I sat down one day and thought, what is the key thing that all these problems have in common? And I realized it's got to do with governance, Mm. be it a row between the board, problems with the staff, financial issues, um, you name it, it all came back to governance. 
And so I went to my fantastic executive committee. Oh, I'm chuffed, chuffed. (laughs) (laughs) Of which, by the way, for the listeners, Holly is currently a deputy chair. Yes. And um, said to them, we really need to do something for our membership and we need to do something to help Mm. them um, learn how to do governance. And I think that's been talked about all over the place for Mm. a long, long time. But I thought, why are the reasons why people aren't doing governance? And I thought, well, for one thing, a lot of our members are rurally based or are very small. Mm. and, And so to actually get to a governance course, they probably have to get in the car and travel because most boards are people who are volunteering, but they have other jobs. They also have to take leave from their work. Then when they go to these governance courses, the question is, who is checking that what they're getting trained is the right thing? And how do you know that they haven't just gone, they're tired and spent the whole day looking out the window, dreaming of being at the beach, and haven't learnt anything? (laughs) And then I thought, then there's the issue of those people who come in, and there's a lot of people who have retired and want to give back to their community, and they might have been in a bank or an accountant or a lawyer, or and they move into NGO boards, and they don't think they need governance training. But what they know is different from the not-for-profit world. Mm. So there's a ton of people out there who just go, what are you saying? Do you think I don't know what I'm doing? And the reality is, uh, maybe you need an upgrade. Maybe you need to do a bit of a refresher. Then there's the thing of cost. A lot of people um, like to go to very expensive governance training courses, but that's out of reach for a lot of small organisations. And so there was a whole bunch of reasons why we needed to provide something that was easy for people to do, that they could do at home after they came home from work, and that isn't too expensive, that isn't full of, you know, I don't know, boffany words. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm. It's conversational and friendly, not forcing you into a position of going, I actually don't know what they're talking about, but I can't tell anyone. (laughs) So conversational, friendly, explanatory, easy to do, something you can do after work, inexpensive. And um, the final sort of tick that I wanted to put on what we were planning to do is I wanted to get it approved by NZQA, so that anyone who did the course got acknowledgement for the work they'd done. Mm. You know how often people in our sector, they actually have tons of skills, but if they go to go a job in another place and people go, what are your skills? And they go, I can do all this stuff. And they go, well, what have you got to show for it? It's hardly anywhere in our sector do you get qualifications for the work that you do, rare. Yeah, look, you're, you're absolutely right. So, and, and this is a very achievable way yeah. to get a bit of paper, but it really demonstrates yeah. breadth of knowledge across um, governance in the not-for-profit sector, which is fantastic. Yeah. And, and actually probably really important to point out here that governance in the for-profit sector can be a bit different from not-for-profit. Even right. culturally there's a difference and so yep. you might have a very experienced governor on your board who comes from the for-profit sector. Actually there's some real value in them doing this. That's right. Yeah. Because it, it, it ups, well I wouldn't say it upskills them because they probably already have major skills. It side-skills them. It side-skills them. That's a really good way yeah. to say it. And, and Today, um, me and staff were 
chatting away, or the staff and I were chatting away about what are the things that we want to tell people about this course. Mm. So can I give you a quick whiz through that? Yes, please. Um, why do you want to do this course? For ease of mind, because you'll find out about legal compliance. It's easy how to, how to do things. It's, it's easy to learn how to do stuff. You know how you go, yeah. I wish I knew someone who could tell me how to do this. This gives us a how-to for mm. you. It recognises you for your work in a way that's being thanked. Thank you for doing this course. Thank you for caring enough. Everyone on your board will be on the same page if everybody does the course on the board, which means there's no misunderstandings. Everyone will be on the same page. Our course is a one-stop shop. Everything you need to know about um, non-profit governance in one place. It's always going to be current. And if you've done the course and then there's new legislation, uh, you can actually go back and redo just that portion to learn the new legislation. And it's, so how would you know there's been a change? Will you get notified? I will contact you. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Once, it's, once, once it's, the change has gone in, we'll send emails out to everybody who's finished the course. So as long as the email's the current, then they're going to get updated. Yeah. Well, that would be a good thing to make sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you, it's fun and enjoyable. You've seen a bit of it. You yeah. Know it's fun. Um, it's quite whimsical, I suppose I'd say. It's inexpensive, and you don't have to travel or take time off because it's online, and you can just come home and do a module after dinner, and if someone comes and knocks on your door and they're your friends and you want to have a cup of tea, you can go away and you can come back to where you left it. Mm. Mm. So those are some of the things that are really great about this course that are different from a lot of other um, governance courses. Yeah, who designed it? Like, so where where is the content um, come from? Actually, I've been told off for this, but I have to say it it was the best possible option. It has actually been um, architecturally, so to speak, designed. Yes, and held in um, a Sydney. IT platform. Yeah. So it's an organisation called Points Build, and we said to them, "Can you put Maori in there?" And they went, "No problem." We said, "Can we have videos?" They said, "No problem." We said, "Can we have assessment questions for NZQA?" They said, "No problem." We asked them all sorts of questions of what we wanted in the course, and every single one of them, they said, we're with you. And I think if you look at, when you go in and look at the course, it's slick. Oh, it's most definitely. So, so they, they've actually created the platform, but what about the content? Because they didn't actually... Yeah. They didn't write the content. No. But so, yeah. nor did we. Mm. So the people that wrote the content is an organisation a lot of you will have heard of called LEAD, and LEAD is down in Christchurch. And lead are known throughout uh, the motu for being um, amazing trainers of governance. Yeah, well, they they used to run the um, diploma in not for profit management um, yes. many yes, years ago, did. essentially. Yeah. Yes, they did. So it's Garth Nolan Foreman and yes. Sandy Thompson and um, they wrote the content. No, mm. um, mm. the content has been um, sometimes. Um, taken away from being prose and put into more easily read. And I just want to mention at this point that we had an advisory group, which we might talk about later, who took a look at all that content and gave us advice on it. Yeah, yeah. Because this is by and for the sector. And I think that's what I really loved about it, is it is by and for the sector. Mm. We have had a number of 
um, external, shall we say, groups, organisations coming into mm. the sector to provide some of this training. Um, some of the training that I've done in that space hasn't actually been very reflective of the t of the kinds of yep. ways that not-for-profit organisations work. So I love that this is actually well and truly entrenched in yep. the not-for-profit sector. It is. <laughs> hey, um, the first module, and, and I want to start going to some of the content um, yeah. for people, but that first module is really interesting. And the first module is free for anyone who wants to jump on and do it, eh? Which Absolutely is, is free. Great. Yes. Um, the first module, I'm just trying to think what we're calling it. We're calling it Titari uh, Teo Waitangi and Relationship with Māori. Yes. And it's, um, it's a series of actually five videos and not much writing. Mm. So um, we... Uh, interviewed Kura Moriho, and I don't know if you know of Kura, but Kura is a man with so much mana, and he is the chair of the Tefiti Runanga and the Marae, and also was for 17 years the senior advisor on Māori issues in Parliament. So he knows his stuff, and yeah. he was extraordinarily kind to us and gave us tons of time. We went on to his marae and we interviewed him about all those questions mm. that you've always been too afraid to ask. So, for example, my very first question to him in the video is, we all get told we should have Māori on our boards. Mm. But how do you do that? If you don't know anyone who's Māori, you don't know who your local iwi is, you don't know how to approach people, you don't know how to ask, where do you go to? How do you do that? Mm. And those are the kind of questions that he has answered. So I think that is really important um, because we do hear those sorts of things all the yeah. time. Um, and, and so, yeah, fantastic module, five videos. So it's not actually a lot of intensive responding to, um, you know, you, you're not yeah. doing a whole well, lot of writing. Well, we're also not assessing it for yes. your... So it's free for anyone. And if you want to get to it, you go onto our website and you just click a couple of things. You do have to yep. put your name and stuff in there and, and sign in, but then you get it free. Um, we just want that video to go everywhere because it's so important. Um, I was talking to a Māori friend of mine who uh, works in the Dunedin Public Library. Oh, no, you know, she, she is still there. And she um, is a person who orders in Māori um, literature and things like mm. that. And she said what she loves about the idea of this module is that it is us, um, and we are Pākehā, um, it is us as Pākehā taking the burden from Māori. Māori always asks to give these answers, give these questions, do yes. these things, and um, explain themselves. And what we've done by doing this is that we are saying, let us help you, we will take some of that burden from you. And she yeah. loves that. Oh, that's that, that's a beautiful way to put it as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So, what are the, some of the sorts of answers? Um, just just a sneak preview. You mm -hmm. know, what were some of the the kinds of answers he gave to some of your questions, Roz? Oh, good. I'm going to have to bring it up to have a look yeah, at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, for example, um, Patty in one of the interviews. Patty, who works with me, hope lots of you will get to know Patty. Yes. Um, he asked him about. What is the difference between Te Tariti o Waitangi and uh, the Treaty of Waitangi? Yep. And so Kura, he's so gentle and he's, he's got this beautiful resonating voice. And he just explains gently and clearly the difference between those two mm. versions of the treaty. Um, when he's talking about where do you go, he suggests 
how you find out um, where you can go to find out who your local iwi is. Mm. And if you want someone to go on your board, what's the right way to approach your local runanga and ask for someone? And by the way, the right way isn't going and saying, I want you. Yeah. The right way is going to the runanga and saying, um, we would really love to have Māori representation on our board, but we want somebody with these kind of skills. And they will look for someone with those kind of skills. Cause it's it, almost yeah. like a job, um, a job description. Yeah, and it's but, a two-way thing though too, isn't it? Yes. It's, it's it's that 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 person should also get something from being on that board, and we don't tend to pay, so it's not no. that often. But but certainly some growth and some skills and new relationships, perhaps. Well, some another thing he interest. says is the skills might not be the skills that you want. want. Yes, the skills might be skills in Te Māori. Yes, and 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 the, and the rest of the stuff about um, how they go on a board is something they can learn over time. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, uh, he talks about all that sort of stuff. And in fact, I'll have to say that um, he was very keen on this going out to local iwi as well, of course. Because although Māori governance is different, um, in as much as um, the kuia and kamatuas of uh, an iwi are often the people who make the decisions, Mm-hmm. Um, for example, he said there are a lot of young Māori people who are going into the positions of working on their local iwi and working on their local uh, runanga boards, and it's really good for them to have somewhere to go that feels feels warm towards them, mm. where they can learn the other skills, and it doesn't take away from how they do things. It just gives them more skills in the basic requirements of governance yeah which they need as much as anybody else so yeah. you know yeah absolutely for every, this is this is something for everybody yeah i love that so there are there are 10 modules so we've just talked about the first one which is free <laughs> but there is um there's a whole lot of other modules and if we could just um get a bit flip of a sense them? yeah just flip through them and, and hopefully we'll get through each of them just to give people an idea of what's actually involved in this okay so the, the second module is Governance Essentials, and we call it the Big Bang, What Created You and Why Do You Exist? Mm. And that's just the essential things you need to know about your organisation and about other... Um, it also talks about the sector and other organisations. And I just want to say that all through every module, there are links to other resources as well. Yeah, yeah. And then the third one is the foundation document, and our byline is, take your doc for a constitutional. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's a bit whimsical. Anyway, it's all about your constitution. And, of course, we're going to have to do a lot of work on that, and we're just setting in to do it, um, because with the changes to the Incorporated Societies Act, everybody's going to have to review their constitutions, and we're going to have to reflect that, and we will be reflecting that in the Module 3. Module four is legal responsibilities, and our byline is legal luggage, don't lose your case. So a lot of people don't realise how many pieces of legislation this community and voluntary sector um, have to meet mm. or have to follow. Everything from um, health and safety, uh, Children's Act, yep. um, the Incorporated Societies Act, the Trusts Act. Charities uh, Act. <laughs> Employment, yes. law, 
um, you know, Holidays Act, you know, the whole, there's a lot. And so we bring up the things that you need to keep an eye on. And it's not like heavy, but it is, um, uh, important. It's a check place you can go to. Yeah. And it talks about all the different legal things you need to know. And it's very interactive, by the way. You have to click on buttons and things pop up and you click on arrows and other things pop up. So uh, you just work your way through and by the time you get to the assessment questions at the end of each module, which are required for you to get qualification, you'll have seen things quite a lot and they shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and it does keep you quite engaged, doesn't it, because of yeah. all those sort of things you can click on. And, and yeah. videos. There's a funny video at the start of every module. Well, it's not. it, it actually encapsulates what the whole module's about, but we've got a couple of fantastic actors and really good quality videos, and they've all, they should all leave you with a smile on your face. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It, it is yeah. really good. And um, Paddy has been quite instrumental in the design of those, hasn't he? I've got to tell you, he actually wrote the script for every one of them. So if you hear something a little bit rude, it's Paddy's fault. Yes, <laughs> we know who to blame. <laughs> and no. then he directed every video because Paddy has a history in theatre and direction and uh, teaching theatre as well. So he's just brilliant. Oh, so lucky, eh? Just having absolutely the right guy on In the board. right place at the right time. Yeah. Great. Yeah, so um, just wonderful. The fifth module is board roles and responsibilities. Who does what when? And we all need to know that, and there's a lot of confusion often about that. Yeah. Yes. You're absolutely right. Um, uh, and it's where a lot of the uh, tensions come about, isn't it? Yes, yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> Um, The sixth one is governance and management, and our byline is helpful versus sticky beak. We're not Mm. trying to be rude, but if a governance board doesn't understand when they need to leave their management team to do their work, Mm. there's always going to be employment problems. Yes. So, I mean, in some cases, the governance team is the management team. They don't have any staff or they don't have any. They do it all. Mm -hmm. But even then, they need to clarify whose job is what. And they need to not mix the two together. They need to have someone with oversight and someone doing the mahi. For us as well, that is one of the areas where we start seeing significant tensions. I get quite droppy about it at times. I think it, I, yeah. You've it's seen a, it, you've seen yeah. me do that. Where I go, actually, this isn't your job, yeah. Lord. This is my job, and um, if I need your help, I will come to you and ask. Yes, exactly. It's a mutual, working together mutually and for the overall well-being of your organisation. That's right. But you need to know how to do it. So this helps you with that. And, and that line shifts slightly depending on the constitution mm. of the board and, and the, the stage mm. you're at as an organisation in terms mm. of your development mm. and that there is a line. So that was it, number six, was it? Yep. Number seven is understanding the numbers. And our byline is, yes, maths is hard, but it doesn't have to be. Yes. But I'm going to tell you something. This is probably the biggest module. Yeah. And it may get difficult at times for you to follow and if that happens stop take a break have a cup of tea give it up for the night come back to it the next day take your time with it because we are now as a sector so accountable Mm -hmm. financially we are accountable everywhere and the liability sits with the board so the board needs to know this stuff the board must know this stuff and one of the things that we push through this module is 
the four best words that a board member can say is, I just don't, or actually, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. So lots of people on the board will sit there while you go through your financials, and they haven't the foggiest idea what you're talking about. Yeah. But they need to know something. Yes. So this and is they a, need to say, explain this again for me, please. And so this is a really important module. It really does explain mm. the financial kind of liabilities and accountabilities for boards. Yes. Um, and, and how to understand... It explains accrual, yes. cash accounting, and explains what those words mean. It's, it's, it's 101. Yeah. It's surprising even when I looked at it, I went, ah, you know. That's right. We all need to do this one. (laughs) But it is a hard one. This one's hard. That's cool. So that's number seven. Number eight, policies and procedures. Mm -hmm. You don't have to start from scratch. So it talks about the importance of having policies and procedures, specifically policies really, but the policies um, uh, explain the procedures you should have. Yes. And it's... It, it, it gives you examples of different kinds of policies you need, but it also gives you links to lots of other ways that you can find out information about writing policies, other people's policies. Yeah, there's some great templates around, eh? And there's yeah, places yeah. like Navigator, New Zealand Navigator, where you can yeah. actually, you know, pick up Link, some yep. templates. And, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And, and Community Net. Yes. You know, so that's about those. The ninth one is annual planning and strategy. The bylines taking a laser focus to your vision because mm-hmm. everybody should have should do annual planning. And I find a lot of organisations who call us in, they because they haven't done a plan for the year, um, they end up just having meetings where they just have a cup of tea and a chat. Mm-hmm. And if I say to them, "But what have you done for your membership this year? You've got all these members. What are they getting for paying for membership?" Mm. And they go, oh, well, we put out a newsletter once every two months. Yes, that's right. It's not enough. Why would you pay for membership to join a network of any kind? Um, Or in some cases, you don't pay the membership, but you join them because you want something back. Mm. And that's where your planning and strategy, you plan what you're going to achieve that year and including in that, amongst many other things like how are you going to make sure that your organisation is well funded, how are you going to make sure that your organisation will survive another year, what are you going to do for your membership, do you, are you keeping within your values, and um, all those sort of things come up in the idea of annual planning and strategy. Yeah. We've only got a minute left, Roz, so we're getting close to the why, but final there's one, final one. Final one, meetings. Mm-hmm. Getting home before your tea gets cold. <laughs> yeah, nice. And for our Australian friends, they thought we meant a cup of tea, but we actually mean dinner. Yeah. <laughs> because we all know we go for meetings and we sit there for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours while people go round and round and round in circles discussing things over and over and over again. They need to you need to learn yeah. how to run an effective meeting. Look, and all of this is just um, hundred dollars. It's ten dollars a module, hundred dollars I mean, all up. Yeah. So, but it's really good if everyone on the board does it. So it might end up a bit more. Yeah. Now, if you can afford it, go for it. Yes. And we'll make a huge fuss if the whole board gets through it. Perfect. And and you can put a badge on all your stuff that says that the whole board's done it. But you know, we'll get into that later. But. Um, $100, if you cannot afford it, as a board, we can't, we can't help um, individuals, but we're just negotiating for a fund that we will be able to hold that people can apply to us 
if they can't afford their whole board to do it. Wonderful. Look, that that's actually us for this week, and I really <laughs> appreciate your input. Thank you so much, Ross. Oh, it's my pleasure, Holly. You've been listening to Connect with Community Waikato, Free FM 89.0. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.